0: Let's agree together in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we yield our hearts and our minds to your Spirit, trusting that your Spirit will greatly impart unto us wisdom, revelation, insight in the truth of your word. We pray that as we look through the scriptures together, that our minds will receive enlightenment, We will know we will understand and based on the truths of your word that we have known and understood we will therefore reflect it even in our conduct to the benefit and to the edification of those around us even to your glory in jesus name amen and amen all right so we will continue um, with our series the gospel revealed in uh, Galatians. The gospel revealed in Galatians, and I remember in the last session, just to give a uh, a brief, um, I guess, brief um, overview of what we talked about. Uh, we we spoke um, concerning um, Paul's um, encounter, you know. Uh, I think that's from Galatians chapter 1. So I'm just going to read Galatians chapter 1. So if you have your Bible with you, um, let's read together. So Galatians chapter 1, and uh, we read the verse 15. Galatians 1 15. It says, But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called by his grace. You know, and, and one thing we pointed out was that it was God's pleasure, right? Um, you know, what seemed right to God or what was actually pleasing to God, you know, um, you know, was to call Paul, you know, or rather to identify Paul by his grace. You know, um, you know, what what, what pleased God or what God what brought God pleasure was not Paul's destruction. Yeah. You know what what brought God God pleasure or what seemed right to God was not that Paul should perish because of all the wicked things that he had done to the church. I mean in the previous verses, (laughs) the Paul would put it or the KJV will say that you know Paul persecuted the church of God beyond measure, you know, and did everything he could to destroy it. And one would think that the the natural reaction should be, ah, no, Paul has to pay, ah, for what he did to the church, he has to pay, you know, but we see the nature and character of God, yeah, that for those who persecute the church, his heart towards them, or what seems right to him is that they believe, right, what seems right to him is that they are saved, you know and, and and because God is our father and we are his children that ought to be the same the exact same posture that we ought to have seeing that we are made in his own image and we are in him our posture towards those who persecute yeah our posture towards those who hate who despise should be their salvation not their perishing not their destruction but their salvation yeah, so we see it says it pleased God, <laughs> right? God's pleasure, what 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 felt good to God, was you know was separating uh, Paul from his mother's womb, and I remember in the last session we we spoke about that meaning, uh, you know, uh, God God separated him from his natural lineage, you know. Uh, you know God is no respecter of persons see he, he doesn't use um, uh, your nationality to determine if you'll be saved or if you'll be called or identified by his grace um you know he doesn't use your gender he doesn't use your no 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 no, no. he separates that from the man right and gives that man a new identity notice it says who separated me from my mother's womb and called through his grace. So the word and, remember the word and, right it's our word kai, and the word and does not necessarily uh, separate two different things, but it can actually be used to give further explanation of the previous word or the previous sentence before that and. So for example, when it says, who separated me from my mother's womb and or I mean or even called or identified through his grace. So, the separation from my mother's womb, right, for Paul was that God called or that God identified him through his grace. What is that grace, right? Jesus giving himself as a sacrifice for sin. So, basically, the death and the resurrection of Jesus, right? Which is also salvation. So, Paul's identity, Paul's name, the word called, it means to identify, to name. Right to son name a person. So God's uh, Paul's name, or Paul, we can say Paul was actually given a new name, <laughs> and that name is through salvation. So and, and that is not just unique to Paul; that is um, a reality for every single believer. Okay. In the earlier verses, we see in in Galatians one six, I marvel that you're turning away so soon from Him who did what who called you into the grace of Christ. Do you see? So, what we see Paul speaking about in the verse 15 is not just something that was unique to him, it is a truth for every believer that God does not look at you or does not see you or identify you in your natural lineage as a Nigerian, a British person, or Canadian, or no, 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 no. He separates you from that and identifies you in his grace. You know, no wonder. Paul will say that we know no man. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We know no man after the flesh. <laughs> yeah. In fact, it says even Jesus. even Jesus, We don't know him. We no longer know him after the flesh. We no longer see him as that man in Galilee. The Jewish, uh, the Jew, you know, who, who raised the dead, healed the sick. You know, went about Galilee doing good and all those things like that. We now see him far beyond that. We now see him as the one who has been raised up from the dead. Yeah. We now see him as... As the king who overcame sin, who brought an end to sin and has given us his life by which we can now live or now become alive to God. That's how we now see him. We see him as the savior, right? We we see him as, as the lamb that, that was slain. So we don't just see him as that man, that Jewish man. You know, some people say, oh, is Jesus black? Is Jesus white? Is Jesus this? That does not matter. We no longer see him. According to the flesh. Yeah, very vital. See, this is even God Himself. It is what God does. God separates a man. So, and which is why uh, as believers, it doesn't, we, we don't use oh, he's a black Christian. You know you hear things like white church, black church, Latino church, and all those things. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. In Christ, nationalities are thrown out the window. Now, I'm not saying that in your day-to-day living oh you now say oh I'm no longer I'm not a woman or I'm not in Nigeria no 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 that's what I'm saying I'm saying that when it comes to your relationship with Saints when it comes to your relating with other believers yeah we do not use our natural lineage to relate with one another no 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 we now have a new identity. We now have a new name, a new nature and that new nature that we have received is by the grace or by the death and the resurrection of Jesus or the salvation that we've received. Yeah, so this, see, look, this thing I'm talking about here is actually very huge. Is it because when you now realize that, wait, 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 and notice this is God's work. It's not your work. It's not you saying that, oh, I separate myself. It is God. God separated me. He separated, so in Paul's perspective, he separated Paul from that, you know, being a Jew, uh, Benjamin, Father C or Father C, you know, the traditions of my father and all of those things. God literally separated Paul. He looked away from that and rather chose to identify him by his grace. So what do you do? (laughs) You simply accept that you accept god's call you accept and you receive the identity the name that word that god has given to you which is by his grace yeah that's what you do you accept it and which is why now i know this might be interesting to in some and which is why for me it's quite funny when you hear believers now begin to pray against ancestral cause. It's it's, it's 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 funny and it just shows that there is there is that fundamental um that fundamental understanding of who we are in Christ is totally and completely missing yeah because if you know that look god separated me from my mother's womb he separated me from my natural lineage and yet you are still finding yourself praying against ancestral curses it simply shows that you, one does not fully understand what God has already done in them. It shows that. To still pray that, ah, every curse or every this thing from what my grandfather or my great grandfather or my great, 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 you know, some people go as far as great, 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 great grandfather over my life, ah, I destroy you, fire, this, that. God. Are separated. See, Paul says, "Who separate?" You go and look at that word "separate" in your concordance. Thankfully, we should have that word "separate." Yeah, it means to set apart. <laughs> yeah, it means to set apart. Yeah, to set apart to establish away from my mother's room. That, that's powerful, and this is God's work. See, do you know what? What such prayers indirectly are saying that. Mm, God, you didn't really do a good job. That's literally what it means. See, in fact, look, it means to separate from a boundary, wow, you see, to mark off by boundary. So, God created a boundary between your natural lineage yeah, and who He has identified you with. He has identified you by His grace and rather than staying with that. Right? Do you know people actually cross that boundary? That's what they do. They cross that boundary by saying, Ah, every ancestral, why do you need to cross the boundary that God has already set? God has marked off a boundary saying that look, you have been identified by my grace. No more are you identified by your natural lineage? I now identify you and see you by the grace or by the sacrifice of jesus christ as my son or as a lamb for our sins and so what should we do let us be a people of faith and let us be persuaded about the work that god you remember again i I'm, I'm saying i'm emphasizing this to tell you that this is god's work or this was god's work what did he do he separated us away from so please Fear of um, ancestral disease, ancestral that you know, such prayers should not even be in your mouth. Why? Because you have been identified. You say, Oh my god, but I'm seeing this. You know, my daddy used to have anger issues, my mommy used to have anger issues. Renew your mind with God's word. That's where the renewing of the mind comes. You're taking God's word, you're taking what God says about you. Do you see anger in God? Because when he says he has you've been named and identified by his grace, it means that you are now part of the God family. In fact, that is what we will see in the verse sixteen. It means that you are now part of the God family. yeah you are you now identify with God. you are now a son. yeah you are now a son, you now have God's name. you are now part of a new family. So to even say ancestral cause is to say that God has a cause. that is indirectly what you're saying. Or it also means that that means you are not identifying with the God family. And you cannot be part of two families. You can't be part of the God family, and then you are now still trying to identify with your natural lineage. No. No. So I am part of the God family of it. I am identity. I have his name. You know, when we talk about people's last name, right? My last name is God. <laughs> I have the God kind of last name. That's my last name. Last name is God. Because I'm part of his family. Yeah, and now share his DNA. So it, it, we need, therefore, it is not, uh, there is no ancestral curse. <laughs> In fact, rather we can say ancestral blessing. And what is that blessing? The blessing of salvation. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Or oh, the blessing of the Spirit. That's what we have. Not curse. No believer is under any curse and can ever be under any curse <laughs> unless he or she accepts it. But one who knows, right? What the thorough work God has done, the boundary that God has set. Let me think about it. God set this boundary, <laughs> not man no. though. This is not man setting, but God Himself. He set him up. He set a boundary, right to separate, to define who I am, and I've been identified by His grace. Oh my God! This was supposed to be a recap, <laughs> you know. So. So he separated me from my mother's womb or he separated me from my natural lineage, right? How did he do so? By calling or identifying me by his grace. Yeah? By calling or identifying me by his grace. And I also remember that we 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 looked at uh, at I, I believe it was Timothy. First Timothy and and I remember we we touched something interesting where we spoke about um you know we 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 spoke about the you know being the god's purpose (laughs) yeah we spoke about god's purpose and interestingly we saw that god's purpose is actually his grace you know god's purpose is grace and and because we're in god and we are about our father's business yeah god's purpose also becomes our own purpose so it is not as though every. I'm going to emphasize this again because it's so important. So it is not as though every believer has a unique, you know, you hear things like you have a unique purpose that God has given to you. Look, and and do you know, see, and people don't actually realize the danger in these things. And that's why you find people who feel they are worthless, who feel, uh, you know, they are not useful to God, or God doesn't care about them, or they are not part of God's plans, because they, they, they maybe they don't hear. They're like, ah, I don't know God's plan or God's words for my life. I've been praying, 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 but I don't know. I'm not hearing it. Meanwhile, that purpose is already defined for us in God's Word, but because these things are are, are, are thought in a way to make each one maybe feels special in one way and not as though we're not all special we are we are we are but our specialty or our our specialness <laughs> is in the work of salvation right is in the work of what uh the the work that god did in christ jesus okay yeah so yes so, the, the, the verse is in 2 Timothy, I believe, 2 Timothy, yes, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, yeah, okay, I'll read from the verse 8, just for context sake, it says, Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Not of me, his prisoner, but share with me, share with me in the sufferings for the gospel, according to the power of God. Who has saved us? So who has saved us? God has saved us. Yeah, God has saved us. You know, God has saved us. God has saved us and called with a what? With a holy calling. So we see that our salvation is tied with. Our call. In fact, God saving us is Him calling us. Yeah, God saving us is Him. Calling. In fact, no wonder I think is it is an act. Even in Romans, you know, both Paul and Luke will agree that you know, whosoever shall what shall call upon the name of the Lord shall what shall be saved. Yeah, whosoever shall call, so calling upon the name of the Lord, right, is salvation. So. When did you get saved? When you did what? When you believe the gospel. So to believe the gospel, therefore, is to accept God's call. Yeah, is to accept God's call. Is to identify with God's call. Or to identify. So when he says to call upon the name of the Lord, it simply means to identify. Right? Or to be named based on the foundation of his name. Right To identify with the, the the foundation of his name. What is the foundation of his name? You just simply say, ah, what is that name that we, that, that we identified with? It's the name Jesus. What does Jesus mean? God is salvation. Yahweh is salvation. Jehovah is salvation or the God who saves. So those who call upon the name of the Lord. Are those who identify with the salvation, or in simple terms, those who believe the gospel. So, when you believe the gospel, you were called, when you believe the gospel, you were saved. So, being saved, and there is only one call, there is no you know, some people tend to bring some interesting things. They'll say, Oh, there's the salvation call, and then there's the ministry call. No, it is one call. It is one calling. One calling. You never in any way will you see two callings or three callings or four callings. It is one. Ministry is packaged in that salvation. And which is why every believer really is a minister. Every believer is a minister. Every believer is to be involved in ministry. It's not only some, you know, you think that, ah, this man of God, he has been called into the ministry, you know, and it's like, no, no, no. You see, when we make, while it's true that yes, he's been called into ministry, but that is the case for every other believer. So, by just even pointing it out on just one man, we are indirectly, indirectly, what is also being communicated is that, oh, none of, uh, not all of you are called into ministry, only this man, or only this set of people. No. When you were saved, part of the package is is ministry. Yeah? In fact, in 2 Corinthians 5, you know, Paul will say that we have received the ministry of what? Reconciliation. It is a ministry that you've received. You now have the message, the word of reconciliation that we preach to men. Telling men, be, be, be reconciled to God. Right? Be reconciled to God. Accept God's, God's salvation yeah so every believer has been called into ministry It's only one calling one one and remember the word to call there means to identify to name so ministry is what we identify with as we identify with god's salvation we also identify with his ministry we're going to see that in galatians chapter one yeah we're going to see that in galatians chapter one so so here uh so second timothy second timothy one Verse 9, right? so who has what? He has saved us. He has saved us and called. Yeah, and called. So meaning he has identified or he has named me with a what? With a holy calling. Do you see? So it is the word holy there means set apart, special. Okay, and Paul is saying that he has called us. So every believer, right, the name that we have received, Right? The identification that we've received is a special one. Yeah? And what is it that makes this calling holy? What is it that makes this naming holy? It says it is not according to our works. Right? It is not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. Yeah? According to his own purpose and grace. You see, so, so basically, yeah, basically, the calling that we've received, okay, and what makes it holy, what makes it separate, what makes it special, what makes it distinct, yeah, is that it is according to His own purpose. It is not by our works. It is not because we we, you know, we live we lived a good life. Or because we 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 did good to people, yeah. No no no. It has nothing to do. In fact, it has nothing to do with your nationality too. But rather, the the call or the naming, right, or God identifying us in Him is according to His own purpose and grace, so which is why like i say it's to to say that every believer has their own unique purpose is 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 silly <laughs> actually it's 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 silly why because we only have one purpose his purpose he called us to his own purpose that word uh that word yeah yeah, but according to his own his own purpose so every believer is tied to god's purpose not you, you don't have your own special purpose. Uh-uh. god's own purpose yeah very important very important so my no my own purpose your own purpose ought to be the same there is no dan daniel we have expect god has a special purpose for you and then uh, this one god has a special purpose for you no no as believers we have a holy calling right we have a unique distinct name that has been given to us and that name that uh identification is according to god's purpose you know that word purpose there you know interestingly that word uh purpose means means uh it's in fact, that's what purpose is the, <laughs> the, okay. the same word used to translate the showbread. Okay, uh, is the uh, same sh- word used to translate the showbread? Remember the showbread that is in the temple, or is also called the bread of his presence. So, the same, in fact, if you look in your concordance. You will see that that same word was used in Hebrews nine verse two, where the word showbread was mentioned. Yeah, so where the word showbread is mentioned, you you will see that it's the same word. It's the same word. If you look at Luke chapter six verse four, where it speaks of the bread of His presence or the bread of the presence, you will find that is the exact same greek word yeah so that word uh purples right actually speaks of the showbread or the bread of his presence or the sacred bread now who now when we speak of showbread of course (laughs) we don't think of the natural we know that that showbread right pointed to something right who who, who does the showbread point to it points to jesus (laughs) right jesus is that showbread right that's why in john uh jesus will uh, call himself what i am the bread the bread of life the bread of life right he that eateth me shall do what shall live yeah he that eateth me shall live so meaning that the the showbread points to the resurrection life because that's when we receive this life right That's when we we received his life in the resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. So, therefore, therefore, so we have been called. So, when he says that you have been called according to his own purpose, what is that he talking about? You've been called according to his own life. (laughs) Yeah. You've been called according to his own life. So, the name, the identifying is an identification with his life. Is an okay, so if we say, Oh, I have been called with a holy calling according to God's purpose, yeah, what does it mean? It is according to God's life, so it is according to God's life. So, the purpose, God's purpose, right? What he says here, his own purpose, you can also say his own showbread, <laughs> or which is his own life. Or his own resurrection life. That's what we have been called into. In fact, in our father explains this. Look at this. It says, according to his own purpose and what and grace. Remember our word and (laughs) the word Kai, right? The word and. So when he says his own purpose, it should be his own purpose, even his grace, or his own purpose, which is his grace. Yeah. So we can also say that his purpose. Which is his life, is his grace. Yeah, does that make sense? So the call that the believer has been called into, or the naming that the believer has been named into, yeah, is into God's life, which is his grace. And guess what? That grace has been given to us in Christ Jesus. Yeah, it's been given to us in Christ. So every believer, see, no single believer should say they don't have any purpose. It's ridiculous to say that. It's ridiculous. Because it has been given to you. So it's so funny that even those people who say, Oh, I have no purpose, I have no purpose, they actually have it. It's already there. It's just that they are not aware of it. And it is that purpose is what? It's his grace. That's what you've been called into. you've been you've not only been called into it you've been called by it yeah you've been called by it and that call is salvation that's god's in in simplicity right god's purpose is salvation what is the bread of life the bread of life the show bread is to give life is to impart life is to save and when you eat of that bread when did you eat of the bread of life when you believed that's when you ate of the bread of life. Yeah? When you believed. When you believed. So, every believer has a purpose. Okay, I just wanted to touch on that again uh, because it's so vital. You know, you have I've, I've related with, with people who will say, Oh, I don't know God's purpose for my life. What are the God's purpose for my life? And, you know, you tell them that, Look, God's purpose for your life is salvation. God's purpose for your life is His grace. And He has already given it to you. So, function in that grace, yield to that grace, make use of that grace. And that grace that you have received would lead you into ministry to others. Because that's usually really the the, the idea or the standpoint from which people ask that question. It's like, what am I meant to do? You are meant to just serve based on the grace of God. What is that grace? Jesus' death and resurrection, right? Based on that provision. Now use that to serve others. And that's what Paul emphasizes in Ephesians chapter 4 when he speaks of the grace of God that has been given to us, right? You know, and then speaks of the gifts of Christ. And then speaks of, you know, the apostle, the prophet, and everything like that. Those are all packaged in God's grace. You know, we can also say that's God's purpose. That is also his life. That is packaged. Those are the provisions packaged for you to equip you to now begin to minister to others and in fact that is what we will see in Galatians chapter 1 in continuing in verse 16 I believe so Galatians chapter 1 verse okay we'll read from verse 15 again to verse 16 Galatians chapter 1 Galatians chapter 1 so but when it pleased God who did what? Who separated me or who set me apart from my mother's womb or my natural lineage? Okay, from my natural lineage, when it pleased God to do that, what happened? You know, and called, called. in fact, the word means even in italics. Yeah, if that even shows you, is it word means it shows you that that called is a, gen- is a call for every believer. Is a call that applies to every single person, not just one person. It's not, there's no, nobody has a unique call, you know, you have your own special unique call. No, 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 no. It's a call to every saint. Me is Italian. Because they put it, they put me there. Yeah. In fact, even the one in 2 Timothy, where it says, having, uh, you know, saved us and called us, that also is in italics because it is a call to all. Is a culture, it is a naming and an identifying by God himself. And then it is now up to the person to do what? To accept it. You can either accept what God has identified you in or by, which is identified you by his grace. You can either accept it or say no Mm -mm. and, and, and not accept it and reject it. I reject it. And many times it's not by you saying, oh, I reject God's call. It's not by you saying that. Your actions or even your prayers can expose you. (laughs) Don't mind me. This is me referring back to the ancestral curse thing because it just really gets to me. It gets to me. When I see saints and see believers praying against ancestral curse, it's like, ah, 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 who are you identifying with? Who are you identifying with? Anyways, uh let's let's read on. So and, and called, called, yeah, and called by his grace or through his grace to do what? To reveal his son in me. Yeah. To reveal his son in me. So the calling or the separation by God. Yeah, the separation by God away from his mother's womb or away from his natural lineage. Yeah, and the identifying by his grace was for the purpose of what revealing his son in him, and that is powerful. Yeah, so the revelation of 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 God is in his son. Yeah, is in his son. This his son. His, who is that son? Jesus. Now, where does that revelation take place in him? So it is an unveiling in Paul. Where? Where is that unveiling in his mind? In his heart. So now this is actually very critical. Notice that it says unveiling of his son. So meaning that the 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 message or the gospel, right? Points to sonship. You right. It points to sonship. Remember, and this is so beautiful to see, really, in the verse 15, it tells you that he separated me from my mother's womb, from the natural lineage, to reveal his son in me, to reveal the same sonship that I now have that Jesus Himself had. Okay so in Christ being revealed or in Jesus being revealed as the son of God I also see my own sonship in him <laughs> so beautiful so and when you mention son what should begin to ring in you family 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 when you see the word son what should begin to ring in you god as father God as Father. Do you see how it all ties together? Do you see why Paul would always called God Father in the earlier verses? Do you see now? Do you see? Because what Jesus came to do actually, you know, so we say, ah, why is Jesus called the Son of God? You know, Jesus is not called the Son of God as though Jesus is one distinct person from God and all of those things like that. Jesus is called the Son of God to show an example to man of who he is. To show that, look, your relationship with God is a father son relationship. Your relationship with God is not a, oh, you know, like, a, you know, how in some religions is, you know, there's the God up there and then there's the man down there, you know, deity man, and, uh, you know, have to bring sacrifices to appease and all those things. Jesus came to show that, no, 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 you have a relationship with God. And that relationship is a father-son relationship. Yeah, is a father-son relationship. That is what was Jesus came to reveal unto us. Yeah. So, which means that last night I kiss my natural lineage goodbye (laughs) when it comes to my relating with God. When it comes to my relating with other saints, I kiss natural lineage goodbye. So I see a believer whose nationality in quotes is maybe a Chinese man. right? I don't relate to that person as though he's a Chinese man, no, I relate to that person as being of the same family of god i relate to that person as my brother because that person is also god's son so i see and communicate and relate to that person in the light of our family what family the god family what is it that characterizes that god family is the salvation that we have received yeah this is huge so paul is saying that the <laughs> God, separating him from his Muslim yeah, identifying him by his grace was to reveal, was to reveal the Son, was to reveal Jesus, yeah, in him. So which means that they way And notice in me, notice it didn't say to reveal the Son to me. That's completely different. I know you might be like, oh, Daniel, you're playing a what? No, this is really important. It's attention to detail. You, know, you really ought to pay attention to this. It is a revelation in him. So, which means that the revelation of Christ happens within the hearts of men. Okay, The revelation of, and even the gospel, that's what the gospel really is all about. The gospel preaches Christ in men. In men. It is a revelation that is in men. Not just to men, but in men. And which is why, this is just a side note, by the way, which is why when you actually read the book of Revelation, you know when people try to to uh, explain the book you, you you find many times it's always attributed to oh world events this one will take place here this country here and i mean you just even think about it the title of the book itself tells you the purpose of the book it is a revelation of jesus christ and so it it blows. It literally blows my mind. And you know, one of these days, after maybe after the book of Galatians, we might go to Revelation. That would be quite an interesting one. But who knows? We'll see. We'll see. But it just blows my mind that people actually go to the book of Revelation and the conclusion they draw from it is the destruction of the world. uh, you know, Babylon or dragon or. And, and that's what they are loud about when they read the book of Revelation it, it I'm telling you it blows my mind away honestly <laughs> it the title of the book tells you the purpose the end goal of the book and what is that end goal Jesus Christ revealed it's literally called the revelation of Jesus the unveiling so after you read the book of Revelation <laughs> the end goal is what you should come out of it is that wow i have indeed seen jesus unveiled when many people finish with the book of revelation what they see is the devil unveiled or what they see is uh babylon unveiled or beast unveiled or mark of the beast unveiled (laughs) yeah and it's it's so sad actually. Even though I'm laughing, boy, it's actually so so sad that people draw that conclusion from this book. Now think about it. If Paul is saying that the the the, the gospel or being called or being named in the grace of God was to reveal Jesus in him, it means that the the book of Revelation is a gospel book. In fact, the book of Revelation preaches the gospel, because the purpose of the gospel. Is what? Is to reveal Christ. In fact, the gospel we have is by the revelation of Jesus, like Paul said in Galatians, uh, I think, verse 11 of verse 12. So it therefore means, and please, this is very important, it therefore means that when you, the, the details or the content of the book of Revelation, since it is revealing Christ, and we know that the revelation of Jesus is in men, it happens in men, it therefore means that what we read in Revelation is pointing to things that happen in men, in men, not outside. It's so funny people teach the the, the book of Revelation from the standpoint of events, world events or things that happen outwardly, now I'm not saying that there are no elements of it that also indicates to things outwardly, but it begins from the inward. It begins from the inward. So when you actually study the Book of Revelation, all those signs, symbols, of which there are many symbols in it, you know the seven candlestick, or the seven this, the seven that, even the beasts and all of those things, or the operation of the dragon, everything—it is all in, 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 in men, in men. The moment you think it from an outward point of view, you've already missed the whole book. You missed it because it is—it is a book that contains or whose contents primarily points to Christ being revealed revealed way in men's hearts which also means that the works mentioned in the book of revelation are works that occur in men's hearts which then play out outwardly <laughs> yeah very very key again like i said one of these days we'll look into the book um, you know uh, we we'll look into the book. So back to Galatians one sixteen. Sorry for that brief uh, digression there. So Galatians one sixteen. So it says to reveal the Son in me, or to reveal sonship. So what does it mean to reveal His Son? To reveal m- that the relationship that I now have with God is that of a father and son. Yeah, it is an unveiling, right? To remove the veil. So to remove the veil of sonship to me. Or in me. <laughs> I even said to me, in me, in me, in me. So the believer can now see that I am a son of God. When he when he did now say, Oh, I have been called by his grace. Oh, it actually means that I am now a son. You know the word to call means to name, to son name someone. You know, Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. Thou shalt what call his name Jesus. That word called there actually means you shall name his name. <laughs> Right, or you shall name his name jesus you shall identify him by the name jesus so when you see the word call it means to name to identify right so you have been named by his grace the name there or the identifying is an identity of sonship and now do you now see what that does to you that now makes you preach that same message unto other people yeah I mean, look at what he says. Look at what he says. He says that, to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles. Do you know what that word That It should probably be properly translated in order that, also that I might preach him among the Gentiles. Do you see? So the revelation of sonship in you is not just for your own benefit. It's not just for you to say, oh, I'm a son of God i'm a son of god i'm a son of god I'm son of... okay yes that is all well and good that's all beautiful and sweet and lovely you know but it inspires and it ignites within you a desire towards to preach him to preach him what is the him there preaching his sonship or preaching him as the son of god Amongst now, I don't know why they say among the Gentiles. If you look at that word, among there, you should really be in the Gentiles because that revelation that he had was in him. So, the same preaching of Jesus will be preaching Jesus or preaching the same sonship that is in, in the Gentiles. Yeah, that is in the Gentiles. So, when a man, and this is key. A man who has understood the revelation of Jesus in him as the son of God, which thereby points to his own sonship as well in Christ, what will that do? It will also inspire in him a zeal and a burning desire to preach that same message so that other people can also know their own sonship in Jesus. Yeah, and that is God's purpose. Remember Second Timothy, Second Timothy chapter one verse nine. Yeah, God's purpose, even His grace. Yeah, that is exactly what God's purpose is. Is that you are able to now preach, declare, make known, and the word preach is not just uh, you know you 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 preach uh, you know uh, just once in a while you know. In fact it's a word that means to to announce good news <laughs> to herald a good message yeah and what is that message jesus yeah what is it concerning jesus the son of god and in preaching that we are also preaching the same sonship that jesus had right in the so basically what, you, what are you doing you are unveiling christ in them by preaching the gospel, you are unveiling Christ in them. And they, you know, now either accept that revelation or they reject it. <clears throat> yeah. Well, as to men's response, is not really much of our concern. Our own part is that we preach. Our own part is that, ah, just as I am also a son of God. And because I'm a son of God, God is my father. And because God is my father, I have an inheritance in him. Right and notice none, none of these things were by my own works, by my own efforts, by what I did, but rather it is by God's own work, it was by his own calling, by his own naming, by his own identifying me in himself, that I am now a son, and because I am now a son, I am set completely set apart from anything like ancestral curses or ancestral days or family deeds or family traits or, you know, you, you see some things like, oh, a family at age 50 they have cancer and everything like that (laughs) but you just simply say well i do not identify with that yeah i identify with the god family have you heard of cancer in the god family (laughs) to say that (laughs) this is very interesting to say that you could have cancer by age 50 because your natural family lineage has cancer in, in age 50 is to actually despise the God family that you are a part of. In fact, what you are indirectly saying is that God too has cancer in his family. That's what you are saying. And you know, the sad thing is, with even though a person can say that the truth of the matter is they are still part of God, they are still a part of God's family. They are still a part of it. But the, because they lack the knowledge and the understanding, they do not reap the benefit of it. They don't reap it. So, it is very critical. That we identify with the sonship that we've been called into. You know, when you believe the gospel, right, the Son of God was revealed in you, right? So let us live by that revelation that we are God's sons. Yeah, that we are God's sons. And which is why a smart believer who study Jesus. A smart believer would, 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 Drown his mind and his thinking in the person of Jesus and what he did. Notice, it's not drown your thinking in Jesus, the Galilean who went about healing the sick. It's, It's well and good to know those but when I'm talking about Jesus here, I'm talking about the work of salvation, drown your mind and your thinking in understanding what was done for you, what was made available for you, what is the thorough work. And and over the past few episodes, we have really emphasized that. And that's where we'll be rounding up today. That the sonship that we've had, when that revelation grips you, it inspires in your heart a desire to announce that same good news in men, to announce that same good news of our sonship so that others can also come into that same reality. Thank you so much for your attention and your time. I trust and hope that you were greatly blessed by this and uh, we will meet again in the next session. Remain blessed as always. Bye bye.